0: Shane Willis, we're about to record episode 232 of the Canes cast, and I just have a few questions about the former goal scorer you are. How does Andrei Sveshnikov make it look so easy?
1: That is always a tough question, Mike, but I think it's his sheer power and will and the fun he's having on the ice.
0: We're having fun.
1: Let's have – winning is fun.
0: We are laughing – And uh, we are recording your favorite Carolina Hurricanes podcast, amongst the many, and there's lots of favorites to listen to. It is Cane's cast brought to you by Storm Brew, which is brewed by R&D Brewing. We thank them. And, of course, you can always get a 20-ounce Storm Brew here at PNC Arena for every Cane's home game, $7.50, economical, tasty, crispy, everything you want it to be. And, of course, you can go right to the source as R&D Brewing has a tap room right on Capitol here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, we need to go. We need to go. We need we, to do a show from there. We really do. We've talked about it a lot, and we've, we haven't f- followed through. So normally we wait to the you end know, of maybe the— Maybe one day when you get a break. Yeah, I, I was going to say, normally um, we wait to the end of the, the podcast to get to questions, but Daniel Wagner at Lake 50 Ninjas has this early on. Do you think your wonderful sponsors at R&D Brewing would be interested in an adult nitro cold brew to offer at PNC? Well, now we've asked them. We'll see what yeah, they say. have
1: thrown it out there.
0: Yeah, now, now you're part of it, Daniel. And your question, your uh, hockey question will be asked at the end of the show. Why not? Uh, you know who's not cold, Andrei Svechnikov, when it comes to scoring goals. And he would like to play the Oilers more. Uh, two hat tricks in two games, I would think so. But also, if there's a better line in hockey right now, in both ends of the rink, then Jordan
1: Stahl, Jordan Martinook, and Jesper Faust.
0: I would love to know who it
1: is, Shane. I think sometimes, even as the broadcast team and we look at it, and we've, we're around the team all the time, Mike, and we hear Rod Brennamore talk about this line, and we look at it, and they work so hard, and they do everything so right, that I think sometimes we're like, oh, you know, it's okay. They don't, they're don't, they not scoring. But they have that ability, and they sh- they're showing that. And we talk about confidence all the time. It doesn't matter if you're a 22-year-old kid in this league or you know a veteran like Jordan Stahl. You see him now in the way they have that chemistry, and it just seems to flow in a positive direction once you get going. And that line right now, with the competitiveness that they have, and I just, just loved, and I'm going to talk about this on the pregame show tomorrow night before the Avs game, when you skate like they are, And I'm not just talking about skating fast. But if you watch the highlights of this line, you watch Jordan Stahl and Jordan Martinuk and Jesper Foss as they forecheck, watch their legs and watch how they never are done striding. They always take one or two more strides than the defensive player who starts gliding to get the puck, which I think is a huge advantage in getting there, taking away space and creating the turnovers. And when the puck starts going in the back of the net, the ball rolls the other direction, and this line is on fuego right now
0: Uh, i mean it's just a joy to watch i'm glad you bring that up but i want to just stick to the other side of the defense is not appreciated in hockey the way that it should be it's it's rarely celebrated for when we talk about the great defensive forwards in the game like when when their playing career is over that's when they get a lot of the the pats on the back for you know this was the toughest guy for me to go up against but unless it's one of those guys who for example, Patrice Bergeron, who will go down in history as one of the best two-way forwards, if not the best.
1: Who is lighting it up right now.
0: I know, but he, <laughs> he also scores. Right. Like, that's, that's the Pavel Datsuk. Pavel Datsuk. anybody would tell you they hated playing against him because of how good he was defensively. Rod Brindamore was maybe the best two-way center in his era and what he did from face-offs to how he played defensively but all the things he could do. But I think if you it, go back even
1: further, Mark Messier.
0: Oh, the, the Oilers will tell you, Gretzky gets all the points. Messier shut down the other guys right. from getting points. But and God, would he still goals himself,
1: as Jordan Stahl is right now.
0: But <laughs> their defense was never really, you know, that wasn't the, it's not, I got to use the term, it's not sexy.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Um, but Jordan Stahl, uh, I've said this for years, and you know it because you played against guys like this. You hope when you look at the lineup card, like, oh, this guy's not in tonight. Good. You know, you exhale. Because, you yeah, know, when I use job to look, gets a I little used to look
1: for the defensive player and the crazy guy. <laughs> you always <laughs> hope the crazy guy, which doesn't really exist in today's game, yeah. was not in the lineup. So, to, to
0: this end, yes, Stahl and Martinuk and, and Faust, they want to produce. But I have always tried to say, appreciate for what they do. And the advanced analytics, uh, Tripp has been doing a great job talking to Mike Kelly, who is, if he's not the best when it comes to uh, putting out hockey analytics that everybody can find, I don't know who is. But Mike Kelly keeps talking about that line, how they just shut down the opposition. Like, the opposition gets nothing against them or rarely gets anything against them. So the fact that they're now producing offensively, okay, now where does this go for the Canes? But I just think it's good to see, and... Um, can we expect this? This line is basically putting up four points a night. I, I mean, its I'd love to say we can expect it the rest of the year. I know they're capable of doing it. The, the thing for me is let's just appreciate the defensive side while we can put a spotlight on how well they are playing offensively, and it's because of how good they are defensively, keeping the other team out of the Canes' end.
1: Yeah. The turnovers they've created, the more time they've had the puck on their sticks, they're connecting. And as we talked about, the hardest part of the game, when you look at it, if you can ever get three lines rolling, and there's not many teams that do it on a nightly basis, but that's what you want to see from the Hurricanes. If the Jordan-Stahl line is doing these type of things, and the Ajo line gets going, and then the Kokaniemi line gets going again with Natchez and Svechnikov, which they continue to roll, this team, and why people always talk about this team in conversations, is a dangerous team. Um, And you look at the game in Colorado, I agree with Rod, it wasn't horrible. You know, but you give a team like that a few too many opportunities on the power play, look out. Well, the funny
0: thing about how the power play works is the Canes, penalty killers, did an okay job against the Avalanche's power play. But the Avs score a power play goal because Cal McCarr rockets one over the top of the net, and it takes a funny bounce off of the glass and hits Antti Ranta as he's looking to his right in his left skate, and as he pivots, it goes into the net. That's a power play goal in this league.
1: And that's almost more of a momentum drainer yeah. to a team when you see, like, oh, you're getting bounces like that compared to if they go tic-tac-toe and throw in the back of your net. You're yeah. like, ooh, tip the cap. That was a nice play. But you're a little bit more frustrated when that happens because you're like, they're getting those bounces tonight? We haven't gotten one. All right, so let's go back to the, uh, to the top. Uh, and I'm burying
0: the lead of uh, this episode of the Canes Cast, where Shane and I are the two smartest human beings on planet Earth. Because in the last episode, we can say that because no one else is here. True. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to hockey, yep. in the last episode, you predicted Jordan Stahl would score a goal as we recorded okay. it on a game day, and I said the Canes were going to throw up six, which people wanted me to give you grief that you did not take that. You know, the if
1: game. you like it, you can take it. Yeah. If you don't, which I it right understand.
0: Back. No, and that's fine. And I understood your position for it. You, yeah, you conceded five. But you're like six is a bit much, yeah. and let's be technical. I was incorrect because they put up seven.
1: Yes, technically you were incorrect. But technically we were both right.
0: Yes, and we know what we're talking about when it comes to this team. So that lead has now been addressed. Mm. Now let's get to Andre Svechnikov mm. because, yes, another hat trick, and he did it against the Edmonton Oilers, but he's got 12 goals on the season, and his shot right now, Shane, is going through people and it's leading to good things for the Hurricanes. And we saw that in Chicago.
1: Well, and that's what I think impressed me most about what he's doing and where he's shooting from. He's not worried about getting to certain spots or getting close into certain areas before he shoots. The release seems quicker to me this season. Where he's shooting from, using those defensive screens, and we know using them as a screen is one thing, but when defense start reaching – because they're like, "Wow, he's shooting now. I'm going to reach. Things take bounces off of sticks. And goalies, you know, can't react quick enough with that power coming behind it. He continues to roll with confidence. He looks loose. He's having fun. Um, you know, he and Martin and H has continued to use that speed, power, and strength. And I think that confidence that he has right now, and everyone always looks to, when we look at, oh, he's, he's on fire. He had a pretty good start last year, too. And then there was a little dip in November. Late November, where, which every player does, you're going to have a little stretch. So the key, I think, to any goal score and where Andre is right now is how long can you ride the hot wave? You know, you hope it's 82, mm-hmm. right? There's a handful of guys that can do that. And the Hurricanes believe, and I think all this fan base and you and I believe, that Andre can be that type of player for 82 games.
0: I, I think this is the year where he, he shows that he can because what is the biggest difference, and you're the guy perfect to ask for this. From an 18-year-old kid or a young kid trying to play in this league to when you get to 22, 23, you're a little stronger, you're a little smarter, you know the league a little bit better. I mean, there, there becomes an actual difference in you think you can do this every night to, oh, I can do this every night. You well, are d- going to
1: have a dip, but... As a rookie, I think you have no fear, and you're just buzzing around, and it goes by in a flash. Yeah, but it's... Your next couple years, to me, I think you're a little bit more tentative...
0: But as a a rookie, do you take it – let me ask you this as I cut off your answer there. As a rookie, do you take it for granted how hard the league is? Like what you
1: said, you come in and you're like, oh, I'm going to do this, this, and this. I think your over-arrogance hides you from that. Because as a young kid coming in, you're like, I can play here, no problem. And you get off to a hot start and you're like, look at this. And your rookie season just rolls by. Then the next couple years, they start playing you a little bit harder and your confidence is down a little bit and you're like, hold on, now I'm just one of the guys. But the elite-level players, as Andre is, continues to push, continues to mature, strengthen, and learn the game and where those areas are. And you got to have chemistry on your line. The other part, and I don't know if we've ever talked about this, Mike, when we talk about depth and how much it means to the game. The Carolina Hurricanes right now, and I'm going to add Jordan Stahl's line in because they are scoring. But if you're an opposing team, you have the Ajo line, with Jarvis and Teravino when he's healthy. Mm-hmm. You have Kokanemi, Natchez, Svechnikov, just going back to what we started the year with, and now the Jordan Stahl line. As a visiting team coach, who do you put your checkers against? Because if you go with Aho, that's going to leave some room for Andre and Marty Natchez. Mm-hmm. If you go the other way, now Aho's line is going to open out, but I think Andre Svechnikov can still power through. And he, I think those games... Where you know you're against, say, on the road and against a great checking team, you know how much more important the power play is and where you're getting those shots and utilizing those areas. So, all those things factor in. He continues to grow in confidence. You talk to him every day. Mike, you and I get to see him inside the locker room. The way he's carrying himself is just so confident and so at ease with himself, with the game. There's nothing, there's no outside distractions for Andre to really affect him. What he wants to do, he wants to come play this game every day as a young player in this league with the success he's having. And I mean, when the Hurricanes drafted him, they knew he was going to be good. Everyone when he came out of junior knew he could score. Um, And now he's proving it, and he's going to be one of those elite players for a long time. Well, it's it's
0: his fifth season. I think that, that swagger comes with what you've just said. It's not his second season anymore. It's not his third. I, I think last year... Hitting thirty, you know, you know that's a magical number. There, there are plateaus for guys in this league. You know, can you get ten in this league? Can you get twenty? Or you got twenty now? Can you get twenty-five? Can you get to thirty? I think for him, he is a guy. I don't want to be ridiculous here, but he's a guy who can get forty in this league, and I think not think not think twice about it. Then the question goes: Does he become a forty-plus guy, which? Folks, that's basically, if you do the math, 40 goals is a goal every other game, just about. That's
1: hard to do yeah. in this league. Then you got to sprinkle in the odd multi-point goal game because you're going to miss a couple.
0: Right, but that's, I mean, if you're, you're trying to do the math on it, you play 82, and here's a guy who I, I think is destined to be above 40 sooner rather than later. Right, when it comes down to. I mean, he's on to, the pace right now for it.
1: And we're going to get to one of these questions later when we talk about points and the pace guys are on. There are guys that come out of the gates buzzing. And there's one guy in Connor McDavid who will always excel above everyone else. But to me, the guys that are in number 2 through 15 will slow down a bit. And guys like Andrei Svechikov continue to grow and continue to play consistent. And at the end of the year, when you look at how many guys score 40 or more, I'm gonna go on a limb, and I don't have this in front of me, Mike. You might be able to look it up quick. Less than ten last year.
0: We scored 40. 40 or more. Uh, Would you say that. in a quick prediction? Oh, I'd say I'd say less for sure. Right. I mean, you had so so you had think Matthews, of what that number is. You had Matthews, and then you know I should be able to bring Ovechkin. This up. And then thinking about those are Still the Stamkos. I think Stamkos did get forty? Like, in the weird part for Stamkos, I think, like the first think time think in his David career, didn't get forty. Did he? No, he didn't get forty. He was just Dry a Drysaddle get 40. Uh, I think Drysaddle did get 40. So uh, I'm trying to think if McKinnon mm. got there. Uh, just give me a second. No, this is a good trying, one. I can, bring, I can bring this up. That's I'm just trying here. to highlight
1: to our fan base and our great listeners how difficult that number is. You know, we see people show, oh, Andre can get 50. That's hard. Oh, Andre can get 40. Also a hard number to hit. All right,
0: here we go to the old hockey reference see if i'm right so view all the players in this category viewing all oh my it's literally putting everybody in here so give me a moment
1: we are on the free one uh
0: (laughs) no we had we had way more than i thought really 17 players hit 40 last year we are terrible we're
1: back to not smart well no no no
0: (laughs) it's 17 it was matthews with 60 Drysaddle with fifty five, Kreider with fifty two. I forgot about Kreider. Yeah, 30 on the power play. Yeah, twenty six on the power play. Twenty six <laughs> even strength. Um, Ovechkin, Kyle Connor, then Kirill Kaprizov. McDavid did hit forty. He had forty four.
1: Mm. Sorry, Connor.
0: Matt Duchesne, forty three. Philip Forsberg forty two. Elias Lindholm forty two. Stamkos forty two. Matthew Kachuk, 42, Alex Dabrinkit, 41, Jason Robertson, 41, Johnny Gaudreau, 40, Jake Gensel, 40, and David Posternock at 40. Wow. Well, I didn't see that coming. And then Alexander Barkov had 39. 17.
1: In, he had 39 in 67 games played. But still, I think 17 is still a low number for when, you know, we're talking about elite-level scores. Oh, they can get that. Still a tough number to hit. Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, how about this? Let's draw it out a little bit further. Go down to 30.
0: No, I was going to ask, how many players, we had 17 players score 40, right? Yes. How many players in the league do you then think scored 30?
1: 28?
0: No, way more than that.
1: 58?
0: Uh, 51. If you you got to include the guys who scored 40 or more.
1: I felt I feel like you led me down that path with I did. with a low answer the way, no, you, look, was, the way you looked at me.
0: <laughs> no, I was I was just going like well wouldn't you think if 17 guys scored 40 then like yeah. f- you know well I was going to double it to 34. So after that if I do the quick math only 34 guys after the 17 who scored 40 goals
1: at yeah. the 30 goal mark. Yeah. So it's not
0: a huge it's not a huge number to so back uh, our play and now we feel smart again.
1: Quick starts important which is always he's on.
0: important. Always important. Got to have it. Because if you don't, then where do you go from here? Mm. Yeah. There's a couple on there. that I think he uh, chirped
1: Peter after he scored on him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I would have. Wouldn't you? I would have. Yeah, just saying. Um, no, it's one of those things where I think we, looking at the, the goal scoring department, we just know how hard it is, and everybody got caught up in the uh, Matthew 60, and yes, the Dreisaitl 55. 60. 60. 60. Insane. Don't know if he's going to get 60 this year. But uh, he's, he's a pick at uh, the pace. It, uh, it does ask a different question, and, and I'll ask you a little sidebar before we get back to the canes here on Canescast. What makes a guy like Matthews and McDavid so much different than the rest? Because, you know, it's two skates and a stick, and you're, you know, everybody's on the same sheet you know. of ice and the puck is the same.
1: Yep. Their bodies aren't.
0: But I mean, you go through history. There's always Somebody, you know, Gretzky was above everybody else. You go back into... McDavid McDavid's another level. But, you know, you go back into your, early in your era, later in his career, Mario Lemieux. Now, I know that size and skill, but there's always guys who, just every year, you're like, man, this is what they're going to do. And, you know, pencil them in for, you can pencil in Connor McDavid for 104 points every year, which is insane in today's NHL.
1: Yeah, it's just when and all our fans get to watch him here this other night, the way he skates and the pace he can play at and then make moves at that pace. Like, number one, I can't skate that fast. Number two, if I tried to make a move and stick handle like he did, the puck would be gone. Um, Austin Matthews, to me, elite-level release and shot. When you talk about power and the way he shoots the puck, always in a good position. I think he... Plays with a couple guys who are great passers, which helps. But the way he shoots, to me, makes him an elite-level player. And you have you have to have a little bit of knowledge and smart of the game of knowing where those spots are to always get open, never afraid to shoot everything. And, you know, a great player once told me, a Hall of Fame player told me, I said, I can teach anyone how to play defense. You can't teach guys how to score. You can't teach a natural goal scorer. You just can't just teach that into somebody. And I believe that.
0: Is it is it not only the pace, but how they think the game, how they see yeah. the game?
1: Where they go. And you, some of these guys, you're like, oh, the bounce. The puck just finds them. And you can't explain that. I could sit here all day and be like, I can't explain it to you. But great goal scorers, the puck finds them. And they know where to go, where they're at. And you can't teach that part of the game. I wish I could because I'd go to the rink tonight and teach 50 <laughs> Raleigh kids how to be a 56-goal score in the
0: NHL. Well, I I do think that no matter what the sport is, certain athletes, you just got to be born with it. It's just in you. They're just that talent that you have. Uh, and that's why a lot of times great players, like great goal scorers or in baseball, great hitters, they can't tell people how to hit. They can't tell people how to score because they don't understand that you can't process the game the way that they do or what's going through their mind. That's just one of those things to to bring up, which is a good sidebar because I wanted to ask you for that because now we're going to talk about goaltending. And young Pyotr Kochetkov is 5-0 and in his NHL regular season career, coming off his first NHL shutout, a 3-0 win a few nights ago in Chicago. What is it when you're watching him play? Like When you watch him play, you're just like, he's going to do something amazing. One way or the other. Poke check, glove save, coming way out of the net. Uh, on a on a penalty kill, we'll catch the puck, drop it, and
1: shoot it the length of the ice. Well, I mean, we could use the word confidence, but we use it too much. So one thing I want to say is athleticism. I mean, he is so much fun to watch because of that word, the way he moves around the net, is fierce com- compete. In the crease, just kicking things left and right. But it goes back to the way Andre is. It seems like, I wish we could, he wouldn't play with a mask. Because we could see him, it's almost like he's laughing the whole game. Mm -hmm. Like, this is fun. Shoot another one. (laughs) And, you know, to hear Andre talk about him after the game was a great point Andre made. He goes, everyone sees him, you know, smiling and laughing all the time. And having a great time, which he should. But Andre made the point of saying how focused he is on a game day how really dialed in he works on his game and making sure he's prepared mentally for the opponents he's facing um, and for the start of that game. And I thought that was a great point made by his his good buddy uh, on that after the game.
0: Yeah, um, but I also think that to be that focused but have that much fun when you're in the moment, you know, yeah, shoot it at me. I, I want you to. Give me your best. That's what I'm here for. I love in practice. Like he's having fun in practice. You know practice is a – Let's just get it over with. Come on, yeah. blow the whistle. Let's go stretch. Time to go, and he's out there. And I think when you have a guy like that who can make practice fun, especially like if you're a shooter, and he's like, no, 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 and you're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. we're gonna have fun back and forth with well, it. You gotta
1: have a, you gotta have a great atmosphere, and we and when hard work comes first, right. and this team shows it every single day and every single night they play. But you have to have that compete. You have to have some fun in your practice as well. True. And the other part I go back to and. I think a lot of people think the tide may be turning a little bit. But you look at Vasilevsky, you look at Shosturkin, and now another Russian-born goaltender in Kochetkov. And the way they are trained, and Sean Felder told us, yeah. you know, they don't do things like we do over there. Yeah, And if you look at these past few years, the Russian goaltender kind of taken over. As far as, Georgia, as elite level, are in Colorado, who we're gonna,
0: we're more than likely gonna see. I mean, I know Franzos was good against us the other sure. night, us the Carolina Hurricanes. You, you're a player, yes, uh, good against the Canes the other night. I didn't shoot anything. Uh, you know, well, you could have, but you look at, you still have an elite shot. I'm no, still fearful of it. I'm not taking
1: away from some of these American-born goaltenders and Finnish goaltenders and Canadian goaltenders. No, you should take but, away from the Canadian goaltenders, but not the American, never, or the I Finisher, the Swedes. I'm not gonna lie to you; it'd be tough for me to name one really, really good Canadian goaltender right now. Um, But the Russian goaltender and what Kochekov has learned and where he's trained and what he's come from has prepared him for this big stage. And then his personality and charisma Mm -hmm. along with that athleticism puts him at another level. And, you know, it's hard for me. And I know, again, I know you got to have two goaltenders and you got to make sure the workload and everything and, Rod Brindamore, who we trust fully, will make the decisions he sees best. But boy, would I love to see this kid roll out three, four, five in a row.
0: Well, maybe we will.
1: You never know. It's, I now make that call.
0: And we've got some questions to get into. Uh, oh. about the, no, we we will. But it, it's also, there's a few other things that we address before we get to it. There's a lot of... Like what? A lot on the, the, the old Twitter sphere about that. But right, I'm, I'm going to ask you as a shooter, because mm. you've... We've only you and I have only gotten a small sample size yeah. of watching Kochetkov play and play in the NHL. But I want Shane Willis's scouting report. I'm trying to find a weakness in this game. Where would I go? When you're watching him play,
1: mm.
0: maybe let's not give out the weakness for everybody listening, but when you're watching him play, what's your scouting report in your head going, Man, where do I where do I try to shoot on this guy?
1: And I would try and take advantage of that energy, if you will. He's very aggressive. So on your shots, on rebounds, if then you can move the puck laterally across the net, it's going to be very difficult for him to get back over. Right. Um, Those type of rebounds. Well, yes, but I'm, you know, I'm saying if there is a weakness, that's where you have to look to. He's aggressive. He's on top of the net. He takes away the upper part of the net so very well with his angles. But I think that's what you have to try and do. A little bit. I'm trying to think of a goaltender that used to do it a lot. You know, Tim Thomas was not as structurally sound as coach, not even close, but was that high-energy all-over-the-place type. A battler. And if you could get it going laterally and really have him trying to move too much, you could get him off his game. All right, I'm going to go to dangerous territory
0: here. Um, and I, I don't want to do this, but this is where I can throw down the one card that I have. Um, I watched a lot of Dominic Hashik and not from the I was a fan of it, but I was in the coach's office, and breakdown tape with Mitch Korn, who was the goaltending coach for the the Buffalo Sabers when it was the Dominator. When the Dominator the man. You went up against him,
1: right? You yes. you played
0: a game or two against yes, Dominic Hasek. Yes, hated it. When I see Kochetkov, I see flashes of that. I just do. I'm not saying. I mean. For me, when people do this, and the great thing about sports... Not, we not can, the
1: sprawling around on no, your back type.
0: No, not the... But but the poke check, the coming out, the aggressiveness, the spontaneity... I did, I did love that poke check. The spontaneity, the unpredictability to what Kochenkoff is doing. The thing about Hashik is everybody thought it was just, oh, desperation making this... No! He was so clinical with what he was doing. Like, he knew that if he had to get over the fastest way to get there would be to drop the stick where he knew that he couldn't reach across with the glove hand that he would have to use the blocker to glove. Like, those are all things... He would use anything he could. But you would think... But everyone would be like,
1: oh, why does that look so weird? Why is he doing that?
0: Because he looked like a contortionist doing it. Correct. Uh, We haven't seen, like, the 182-pad stack yet from Kochetkov, but I have to believe it's in the arsenal that he's he's got it there. He's probably thought about it. But I'm just saying, that... The first thing I see when he's doing those things, I go back to that. And it's got to be so frustrating for shooters because you are, everybody now is so coached and overcoached. You're like, well, if I shoot here, this is what he's going to do. And he'll. And now you're going up against the guy. You're like, I, I don't know what he's
1: going to do. Well, the other thing when you look as a shooter, when he's making those saves, confidently kicking them out and then just kind of looking back at you. Almost like, is that all you got? You know, as a shooter, you're like, man, this kid's dialed in. <laughs> I mean, how am I gonna get one past him? Um and you could almost see that in Chicago there, and I yep. the frustration. Guys kind of stopped shooting, their best wasn't their best, but they didn't have any answer, They're like, well, I'm not gonna get any by this kid tonight. And then you you know, combine that with the way when the Canes defense kinda locked things down. Makes his job a little bit easier. All
0: right. So let's get into a few other things before we get to all of the Twitter questions that are out there, one of them being, Mr. Willis, the Carolina Hurricanes currently on this season have 10 wins against five losses, one overtime loss, 21 points in 16 games. We look at the Metro Division right now, the New Jersey Devils are just on an absolute ripper. They've won <laughs> 10 in a
1: row. 10 game heater, but the media in Jersey wants to know how they can tighten up their 60 minute game. Which Jack
0: Hughes with the greatest answer I have ever heard? We're I don't on, know. We're
1: on a nine. <laughs> we're a nine-game heater. I'm not. Sure. I think we're pretty good.
0: <laughs> so they are, and, and you know the Devils were a team. I think we dominant sure. last
1: night over the Canadians.
0: They've been dominant over everybody. Ten they're, games. They're a plus twenty-one in the goal scoring. Camp. Hands
1: That's, hands down, surprise the league right oh,
0: now. Oh, for me, without a doubt, uh, without a doubt. When we're talking about team surprises, without plot, right. Forgot that I am very polite. So, um, but Nico Heisher playing like a number one overall pick.
1: Jack Hughes, whoa, yeah, Jack Hughes got some mitts on. I
0: don't, I don't want to say anything, but I want the World Cup of hockey or the Olympics to come back so I can whittle down some of the the dinners and beverages I owe you. Because right now, Team USA with what we could throw out there on the ice, you'd be in, you'd be in trouble, Mister Canada. <sighs>
1: the hardest part for those teams now is. <laughs> who do you leave <laughs> off? Yeah, who do you leave
0: off the team? But
1: the American USA hockey's done an amazing job with these young players.
0: I will say Boston is a shock to me that they're
1: 14 and 2. Pretty dominant at home too.
0: Uh and they're plus 30. That category I want to bring that up when people always ask me about good teams. I look at goals for goals against. And whenever you are in the plus and you start getting in the plus 20, plus 25, plus, t- plus, 30, plus carat 30 category. Plus
1: 30. Category? You look you, at the the pieces they have rolling right now. One the veteran and Bergeron, um, the way he leads this team. You get David Krejci back, and that gives you more depth up front. Yep. Hampus Lindholm
0: has – He's playing at a Norris level early on, yeah. Phenomenal. And they get McAvoy back.
1: And then between the pipes, I mean, I don't – not many people would have said that was about to happen. Yeah,
0: I, I would agree. And look, everybody was like, all right, Boston's on the clock. But just trying to, to go back to the Canes – 16 games in. They're in third place in the Metro Division. They are two points clear of the Rangers and have a game in hand. Can't believe I'm already doing games in hand and we've only played 16 games. What's a our game magic number, season. Mike? <laughs> oh, God. But what I'm driving at, and it's it's something we have to talk about, and Rod Brindamore was asked it today after practice, about the special teams. And Rod even said, you know, it's not where it should be, but – We're 10-5-1, and and it's going to get where it should be. So what happens when this all falls into place? And that's how I look at it. You know, people, it's just easier to look at the negative. This isn't what's going on. This isn't what's happening. This isn't what's here. But I have to have pretty good faith because the last four seasons were all indicators. The penalty kill will get to where it needs to go. And I don't know why does every – no, I do know why because in the playoffs – power play wasn't there, at least with the results. But people forget that it was a top-10 power play until March. Like, they, they just think that, oh, then you know, it wasn't a good power It was a top-10 power play until March. So, I'm asking you, is it – do you have a concern about it? Do you have the hand-wringing? Because I actually have Rod Brindamore's thought to this. is It's going to get better, and when it does – then this really gets rolling down the tracks.
1: Yeah. I think obviously you want it to be better. I mean, who wouldn't? But you're ten five and one, which buys you time to continue to work at it. Remembering this, and I did not see the interview, so tell me if Rod said this or not. How much time have they had here at home to practice?
0: Not a ton. Wasn't wasn't addressed. But You don't
1: you don't get that when the season starts to practice, you will get a couple moments here coming up um, at the end of November when you are home. Very difficult to do when you're traveling on the road. You don't want to spend an hour on the ice trying to work on your special teams. Yep. But what I take is a positive, and I'm never trying to just spin this another direction, it shows me how good they've been 5-on-5. Five five. Yeah. And they have and been 5-on-5. I, I would take that because, you know, playoffs have been a little bit closer penalty-wise, but we know they drop a little bit. Um, and it's just those certain moments. I think you look more at special teams in those really tight games that you've lost. Could you have used one to change the oh, time? Sure. Right? So those are the games you look at. I mean, obviously in the 10 wins, it didn't hurt at all.
0: Look, the, the Calgary game, we can go. Calgary game. Flaws. The Calgary game. And you want to know the funny thing? The Edmonton game. The fun, yes, Both those games. Definitely. Both those games on that Western trip. Special teams. But remember last year, there was the hand-wringing of, oh, this team, why do they lose to Ottawa? Why do they lose to – nobody wants to lose these games, right? So there's no such thing as, well, that's a good loss or, you know, that's an ugly win. It's just wins and losses to me. You know, it doesn't matter who you drop them to, where you go to, but is it made any better that, you know, of the five losses, it's Calgary, Edmonton, who are going to be playoff teams, although Calgary's fighting it right now. Um, And then you look at what Colorado is, and they're coming in. Which leads me to another question I have for you. I, I no. just I just bring it in the...
1: And again, do I think it needs to be better? Yes, I agree with Rod, but it will get better. But what he did bring up, No Max ready
0: who you were Correct. thinking that when that deal goes down and he comes here to Carolina from Vegas... Shooter. He's going to make the power play better. He's really a net guy, too. Yeah. Tevo Teravainen is now out, and he helps the power play. I mean, that has been a fact for his career, that... That's what he does, and he has an upper body situation. We just leave it at that uh, because that's all that we have been told about it, uh, so we're not really sure when he'll be back. Uh, Andre Koshian, the same thing. We know that he's in the concussion protocol, but he's not close to coming back. And then for penalty killing, Frederick Anderson last year was phenomenal. He was a Vesna trophy candidate.
1: I mean, it's funny to see, again, if, you didn't, if I didn't go into the stats and look, I'd like the penalty kill. I've liked what they do, standing up the blue line and sending it. I wouldn't have thought it would be where it is just from watching
0: games. Sure. But, you know, the funny thing about that, there are some power plays that we could break down, you know, if you did cut-ups of the game and you showed people a power play. You'd just be like, oh, man, where's this power play ranked? But then there are two or three where it just gets bogged down. So, you know, it's a results-oriented business, Shane. You, know, you can move the puck around and hit two posts, sure. and it can look it can look all world, but if it doesn't trickle over the the red line and light the lamp, it's a zero. Yeah, people are are wondering what's wrong. So, uh,
1: but it will get better. And again, confident at, in like you mentioned, in third place, ten five and one, a good spot to be in. But you think this team or this head coach or nope. this organization is content? No, correct. No, not even close. So. All right,
0: those are things we addressed. Yes, let's get to the people, shall we? The see people, the, see what the people have to say. Uh, this one, of course, I go there and then everything turns away. That's how this works, my friend. First uh, question, we'll give it to Daniel Wagner, who kicked us off with a good question about our sponsor, Storm Brew and yeah. R&D Brewing. He'll get the first Love question. It. Thanks, Daniel. Shane, what? what sets our third D pair apart from last year's third defensive pair?
1: That is a solid question, Daniel. So, let's compare the two. And I'll, I'm going to go, because the majority of this season we've seen Calvin Dahan and Jalen Chatfield. Last year, majority of the time, I'm going to say Brennan Smith, Ian Cole. I think you have really two different type pairs. Cole and Smith. Hard-nosed, gritty, blocking shots, physical guys, moving the pucks up. Jalen Chatfield and Calvin Ahan, not as big, more mobile, more speed. um, Can still move the puck very well, but not as physical as the other two. Um, I think both very similar in ways and then very different in other ways. So I think there's still a lot of growing room for Jalen Chatfield. Sure. Calvin DeHaan, I think, has been, and you can see it, he's frustrated at times because I don't think it's his game is where he wants it to be. Same with Dylan Coghlan when he's been in the lineup. So I think there's work to be done there to get to that. Yep. Again, what you want them to be is solid, rock, steady, not giving up chances and goals during the game. And they've just gotten caught a couple times um, for those goals at certain situations, and you know, it's a little bit of a growth curve yep. because you have two young guys in in Chatfield and Coglin there. And
0: I think that you just said it best with two young guys. Where last year it was experience, this year you've got when it's not Calvin DeHaan, it's it's a young back end on that pair. Two
1: really young guys
0: who are, you know, figuring out. I do like Jalen Chatfield's game though, and and when it's when he's going and he's not afraid to jump up, man, and be part of the offense. He is not. And a lot of times, some players are like eh, no, no, nope, no hesitation. I'm going. And I think the team knows that. Good questions from Daniel. And we uh, will one day hopefully enjoy either a uh, really cold nitro brew or a cold storm brew with our good friend Daniel one of these days. Pat Rubin wants to know, will Shane be joining the call of the games at home between the benches as an analyst more often? He is a very talented analyst. I agree. Thank
1: you. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, We were actually going to tee one up for the Avalanche game Thursday night, but – when we were going through all the notes and everything going on for that game because it is the big night for Hockey Fights Cancer here for the Carolina Hurricanes and everything that goes into that game, um, conceptually didn't work for that game. But, yes, our great producer, Jim Malia, um, with Ballet Sports,
0: be between the benches
1: that we will be doing this more than regular um, this season. Yes, excited, ready to go.
0: I'm excited for that. It's good to, have, good to have you there and to have you and Tripp bounce things off of each other during the course of the game, explain some things a little bit better.
1: And it is. Obviously, I've gotten to be in the booth with you a couple times, Mike, and call the game. And then to be down there, just different things you can see or catch. Hear. Hear. <laughs> Smell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that last one's an advantage. Ovechkin did not share his Pepsi with me. Did he? But he didn't throw his smelling
0: salt at you. He did not. He, did he did was it. respectful. Well, he did it at me. Well, that's fine.
1: I yeah. wouldn't I mean I would I would have pulled him over.
0: I mean I was right there. <laughs> I think he just wanted to see if I'd flinch. Yeah. I didn't. I was no, right I there
1: for him. I thanked him. What's he, up with the new smelling salts? It's just in the jar. I don't
0: I thought it was like Vicks VapoRub. rub. I have no idea no, I think what's it's going it's on. Filled with with salts. I think it is, but I
1: I see the jar being passed around on the bench. I'm ready game. to
0: go, man. I don't need
1: smelling salts. I never I, I use them sometimes. I'm not a big fan.
0: I know what you uh, I know what gets you going.
1: <laughs> Little Red Bull. Red Bulls? Maybe a little too
0: much. I've learned I can't, uh, can't go down that road. So uh, this is from John Stevens. John A. I asked before the season, Officer John A., what fans will overreact to early season? You said, and let me ask that in an English question. I asked before the season what fans will overreact to early in the season. You said the power play was a big one. Still true?
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. We cover that. Thank you, Officer Johnny. Move Johnny. On, Johnny. We are uh, the smartest people in the world, Johnny. Remember. Thank you. Oh. If you like it, you can take it. If you oh, don't, it's right No, back. this
0: is for me. Yeah, we do, but this is from me to you. Oh. Uh, the Canes will even the score with the Colorado Avalanche from what happened this past weekend in Colorado. Taking it. Thank you very much. Just wanted to make sure that we I doubted you that last one. time, so now I'll just take it. Yeah, just take it. <laughs> I. I think it's. I think that is going to taking happen. it. Just think it's going to happen.
1: This comes in from... I'll pick my goal score later, by the way. Everyone get ready. (laughs) Yeah, actually. Did Uh, did Jordan mention that? Did he thank me?
0: Yeah, (laughs) not yet, but he should. (laughs) So we have a whole bunch of questions here, but I want to go over this one after the fans overreact question. Oh. And I want to thank at Kane's thoughts that answered this for us so we're all clear. Perfect. So, Justin Powell asked, is there any concern about a slow, and that was in quotation marks, start to Ajo's season? When you put in quotation marks, is it lighter? I, I have no idea. I think it's lighter. I don't know. Slow start, Aho. I mean, seven goals and 10 assists in 16 games. If that's a slow start, I mean, evidently, then Connor McDavid is a little bit off the pace. He's only at two points per game. Wow. Like, I, I wanted to ask, you know, what would be the difference here? I feel like we and then this is parentheses, fans, had set a high bar for him and that he might be underperforming. And then there was a bunch of hashtags. Yeah, Kane's thoughts comes here. And thoughts we, from Kane's. We need to put Kane's thoughts on the payroll for this. His current point-per-game rate is higher than it ever has been. But if we, and I think uh, they wrote, if we don't want to split hairs, he's the exact same player he's been for the last four years. Maybe he says we if we want to split hairs because I think that's what you'd be doing. Mr. Powell then reacts. Mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of my point. He's the same player. Shouldn't we want to see some kind of improvement? Maybe I'm being just a little hard on the guy. So, first off, which, again,
1: I understand Mr. Powell's question.
0: No, no, no. Kane's thoughts. You're being hard on a guy for not hitting standards that you've set for him. Josh W. jumped in. He's an 80-point player. There are only a handful of guys in the league that you can expect more out of. The issue is not Aho. And then Justin Powell says, yes. you're right. So, that's a better question. You that know? was
1: a great conversation there that we read over the airwaves. Well, I just wanted to because Twitter.
0: <laughs> because my thing, Shane, is what more do you want out of a guy than being a point-per-game player who's off to a, air quotes, slow start, but he's a point-per-game player with seven goals and ten assists.
1: Only way I look at it, and I'm not, I mean, I see where Mr. Powell's coming from because he respects CBass and believes, I don't think it's a standard so, that he wants to see, but I think he believes Sebastian Always is a 100-point guy. So it goes back to what we're saying. And
0: I, I believe he can get there. Right. But it goes back to what we're saying. So because he's not Connor McDavid, he's off to a slow start? No, but I
1: think you have to factor in a guy who gets to 100, maybe a little, a little bit ahead of where Sebastian is at. Now, can he get on a bigger heater? And no doubt about it that he can get there. But... I think, again, I think there's only a handful of guys that are more than a point of game, right? Yeah, that's and that's what I'm trying to, to bring and up. And one here. area that brings that back to, we just talked about it. What brings his point total up more, Mike? If the power, power play, play was better. Sorry, not better. Scoring more. Sebastian Ajo is getting those points there, right? He could be at, now, is Sebastian Ajo right now going to be at 30 points? No, but could he be at 23 to 25, you know, that's four or five more in the power play. Sure. So the ability is there. Would I say he's out to a slow start? No chance. In a good spot, continuing to play consistently. But again, I think as fans, we always see that. We're like, oh, hey, Sebastian had such a great year last year. He's going to get 100 this year. Well, is he off to a slow start? No. Consistent. Could have a blip of a Heater, as we like to call him, sure. that gets him back into the top ten. Could have a blip the other way, but definitely not a slow start. Love the conversation the boys just had there on Twitter. Respect. Thank you. One thing I love about our fans and our, uh, I guess your, that's your Twitter handle. Respectful conversation, great dialogue. Say, are you on Twitter? Did you do it? I didn't. Good. Thank I you. didn't. I couldn't jump in on that conversation. No, no. I cause, I, I think that's 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 kind of. That's great storm brew banter right there.
0: But when I see storm that, brew banter, but when I see that question, it just goes back to me like this team is ten five and one. Yeah, we always want there, more. There shouldn't be. I want perfection. The pa- <laughs> Everybody wants it, but you know what? Sometimes you <laughs> got to look in the mirror. Sometimes Shane. Sometimes you got to enjoy the glass. Sometimes your your wall shaver is set on three instead of two.
1: No, never. That's true. Never on I the don't two. Know what I was thinking. Um, but last sometimes year. Sometimes
0: your beer is not as cold as you want. That's true. Do you not drink it? Do you not enjoy it? Untrue. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, we are hammering that one today. <laughs> so, Ajo was a point per game player last year, 81 points in 79 games. I'm not going to break down everybody who was a point per game player. I'm just going to do this. How who many was, guys, over under, more than that? Over under. How many guys scored 82 points last year, which is a point per game in the NHL? Over under.
1: Over, you want me under, to give you the
0: number? Yeah, give me the number. Over, under 35. Guys who were 82 points or more. Under. That is correct. 29 players had 82 points last year. Now, there were a couple of players like Marchand had 80 points in 70 games, which is pretty good. Zabanajad had How many guys points. had 100? Over, under 10. Under. You're correct. 8. David, Gaudreau, Huberto, Dreisaitle, Capri's off, Matthew Stamkos, Matthew Kachuk.
1: But Captain Powell believes it's uh, a I believe it too. I believe it too.
0: But I don't know how being a point per game player through 16 games is off to a slow well, start. Like a the, slow start to me for him would be if he had 10 the, points through 16. Right, the games.
1: question comes because then you look at the big dogs up top who, there's guys hitting at, I mean, McDavid's at 32, but then you have 27, 28, you know, 26. So but the gap is not that far, is what I'm saying. Seventeen to twenty four is seven points. All right. So
0: I'm just trying to trying to get to this year. And of course my internet is being slow.
1: Mm. It's free.
0: Eh, I got no problems <laughs> with it being free. If it's free, it's for me. What are you looking for? And at first I thought maybe he was looking at the Islander Ajo, who only has a goal and two assists.
1: Struggling. Slow start.
0: <laughs> He's a defenseman. A little different. All right, so he's Bush. <laughs> <laughs> right now, Sebastian Ajo is tied for 36th in scoring.
1: Yep. How far out of the top 20? Uh,
0: how far out of the top? Like 20? Two points. Let's see here. Three points. Top 20 is
1: two points. Nineteen. Be there in no time. <laughs> so, yeah, that like that's
0: that's how I look at that. When I get questions like that, I'm like, what should should he have? Fifteen and seventeen. It'd be wonderful if he did. Ooh, that'd be awesome. Only one player on the planet has that. Awesome. So although David Poster knocks on another world right now. Pasta. And uh we're gonna see Miko Rantanen again. Yeah. Who He's very strong. Uh he has twenty five points.
1: He was bullish the other night.
0: Yeah. He's not afraid to throw it around. Uh is should should Colorado fans be worried about Nathan McKinnon? I <laughs> know. No, no do, do you know
1: why? Does he have seventeen points?
0: No, he's got twenty four. Oh. But he's got 20 assists and only four goals.
1: Shane, we can't score. It's should people Islanders should be worried about Barzell? <laughs> you can't shoot one in the ocean right we'll
0: now. Kid. Yeah, well, he's setting up a lot of people. So, and our goaltender, who we traded him for, <laughs> not exactly lighting it on fire. Shh, don't tell anyone about All our right, trade. Well, we will. All right. Uh, this comes in from Aaron Manning, writes, I have always wondered what does the team's schedule agenda look like on days when they don't hold an on-ice practice but do not have a day off? Are there meetings, off-ice workouts, activities that are somewhat routine, or does it vary a lot? Uh, it's the, the latter part. There, they will go over video, and they will have off-ice workouts with This is Bill Berniston coming to you live from the Canes locker room. Bill Berniston, head strength and conditioning coach of the Canes, will have workouts set for the players.
1: Yeah, and that depends on everything from travel, workload the day before. Um, Do they need a full-out workout? Do they need just a warm-up and stretch as a team, great hydration, Mm -hmm. more nutrition, and then some video? Do they do a medium workout, if you will? The best part about the game when we talk about technology is how much they can track really the levels of each player and the effort exerted in a game and in practice of how they can tailor those workouts and the things they do on off days to make sure the next morning they're 100% and ready to go back into the trenches and, and really grind it out again. Uh, uh, this from Louis the Golden Caniac. I don't know if he knows the
0: great Frank. At what point should we worry <laughs> or not worry about special teams? I'll let you answer this. We're good. Good. Thank you. We're solid. Coming. Eric. Do you guys have any specific rituals you do before going on the broadcast, like take a nap or have a coffee? Like during the day? Yeah, like nothing specific for me. I mean, I go over my notes. I put my notes together.
1: Yeah, put some notes together on the iPad. Get ready. Um, Pound some coffee. Really get ready. Maybe shoot a couple texts to Hannah, and our great producer, Adam Holtzman, to make sure we're all on the same page you always take a little bit of time to maybe but i mean this is like
0: i mean this is going into the you know you put the socks on the same way you tape the stick you take the same route to no. work now yeah i don't i
1: no i don't i'm not that superstitious now
0: no i'm not like i mean cuz there's there's nothing i do repeatedly on a game day there's nothing i
1: do in in a broadcast position there's nothing i do that if i didn't do it would mess me up yeah yeah i'm it i'm doesn't in the affect same way the call. yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, this from Colleen or no, excuse me, Colin. Sorry. So, apologies. Saw an E in there. <laughs> it's a quick look. So my bad. As Snoop Dogg once said, how do you think the return of Max Pacioretty and Andre Kasha will affect the lines? What lines do we split up and which ones do we keep together? The stallmart martin foss line is too good right now to split up. Yes, you were correct with the last correct, statement. Correct, Young, sir.
1: Um, I don't
0: know. That's a good question.
1: It's a great problem to have.
0: But I, I think I think the
1: difference is, you know, where you see those guys coming, the hardest part is both injuries very difficult. Right. And do you have to, you know, they're going to be 100%, but do you ease them in a little bit with less playing time or do you throw them right in the deep end on a top line? You know, that's where I see Pacioretty because he's the guy you need to get going. Kasha, you can be a little more cautious with, especially with that injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is something that's plagued this guy for his entire career. Right. So... That one's going to be difficult. Pacioretty, you know, is going to be chomping at the bit. Yes. And you need that stick. You need those goals. So I would assume when he says and the trainers say he's wide open, he goes on one of your top lines.
0: Uh, for When he asks how you know, how do you think the return of Pacioretty and, and Kosh will affect the lines, I, I mean, you're adding in Max Pacioretty a six-time 30-goal score. Uh, when Andre Kasha is, is on the ice, you can put him in the fourth line, you can put him on the first line. Like He's he's a, a valuable like yo-yo guy. You can put him in minutes like that if you need Yo-yo. Him. He'll be uh, more than likely uh, on the fourth line. But, um, you know, you, you keep right now, there's no breaking up, Stahl, Faust, and Martinuk. There's just none of that. Well, and the good part is
1: we're months away from probably either one of those guys.
0: True. Uh, this is from Robert. Am I wrong, or do we have three out of four lines that are different from last season? We need to be patient with the process of lines finding chemistry. Power play moving puck better, not just stationary. Biggest issues on the power play and penalty kill are face off wins for possession and clearing. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, there's no, not much yeah. I disagree with on that no, one. A lot of a lot of correct and, statements right there. And actually, all four lines are different.
1: Yeah, real different. So, but again, you talk about system play, chemistry, everything coming together. Agree on the power play. Love to see more passes through the seams. Love to see him when Ajo gets buzzing up in that bumper position. Um, We'd love to see Fear the Beard unload the, b- the big shot a little bit more. Um, and then on the on the PK, I think we do a great job winning face-offs and getting it down the ice, standing up at the blue line. But there's some elite-level power plays in this league that when they are snapping around and a pass goes through the box, the Hurricanes are very aggressive. Mm-hmm. So, if a team gets those connecting passes, that's when it gets broke down. But, overall, I think both are going to improve. And, again, you haven't seen all the combinations Rod has in his office yet for lines and where chemistry does. Jordan Stahl's line rolling, you're not going to touch it? Do you keep shaking and messing with the other ones? Sure.
0: Yeah. You know what it's like. You've been in there where it's like, all right, we're, you know, tonight I might be here, tomorrow I might be there. But you just keep it open. But you, you certainly know a couple of lines will be together and, uh, same thing last year with the stall line. There was no breaking up once Nino you know, Niederreiter and Jasper Fost got their footing with Jordan Stall. There was no breaking that line up with how well they played. And Jordan Martinuk this year. Can we get a Jordan Martinuk appreciate, uh, appreciation
1: comment right now? How good he's been this year? A good maybe an understatement. I know. Um, just the way – when we talked about Derek on a lot last year, but when you talk about being a true professional – and what Jordan Marnock brings on a daily basis. And what
0: he went through at the start of the year. You remember.
1: Lamental, right? Yep. When that those kind of things happen. Place a get, guy
0: on waivers, but they explained it to him why.
1: Sure. In still. the confidence
0: level that he was going to stay with the Canes, but still.
1: still. And, you know, to see him, you know, 100% too. Oh, Healthy, I skating. I think that's, you know that's such a big deal, Shane. Huge part. And there's so many things that you don't know about guys, and we don't even know about guys, what they're playing with. But you can tell he's fresh right now. He's buzzing. He, you know, has that confidence. And, again, I think when you have three veteran guys together, talk about having fun because, you know, we don't make mistakes. Right. If, if I was a winger and playing along Jordan Stahl and Jesper Foster on, with Stahl and Martin, I'd be like, what could go wrong? Right? Well, I did play with two guys. I had Marty Jean and Rod Brindamore. I was like, what could go wrong out here? I could do anything. <laughs> Those two are over there. Fair enough.
0: Uh, this from uh, Tina Izzo. The and I think this falls into our power play, our special teams discussion. The penalty kill is 17th at 78% compared to last year when it was first at 88%. Other than some line changes, are there other issues causing the PK to not be as effective as last year? Is it as simple as other teams are just more effective at scoring? Or can improvements be made? This is a really good question. Mm-hmm. I want to bring one thing up and you tell me if there's if I'm off base on this. Every year, whichever team has the best power play or the best penalty kill, the coaches in the off season for the other teams around the league break that down. And they look oh, at yeah. it and steal ideas because they want to they want to mimic it, they want to do what that does and at the same time while they're doing that, they're looking for if we go up against this, how do we attack it? Yeah. And I think that that's kind of what's going on right now with a couple of changes too. You know, last year, I I, I make up the number, but it felt like 95% of the time on the penalty kill. The Canes won the draw. They got it back to Jacob Slavin, and he sends it down the ice, and 15 seconds of your power play are already gone. And now good luck trying to gain clean access, clean entry into the Canes zone on that power play. So now another 30 seconds are gone by. And I think that that's just, that hasn't been there as consistently this year. But I, I think it's a great question.
1: Here's one other thing, and I'm just going to stick with the penalty kill. You have three brand new guys inserted in Calvin DeHaan, who's played it before, but Chadfield, Brent Burns, different PK than he's played before, right? Very aggressive. So you talk about a learning curve there and then the power play. We talk about puck moving all the time, and you can tell when the power play's on. And you can tell when it's off. Sometimes you tip the cap to the penalty killing unit yep. you on the other side, and sometimes it's just one of those nights where it's not the feel and the rhythm you want in the power play. And that's just the nature of the game. But do I believe it will increase? No question.
0: Uh, Tiffany asks, is this the year, finally, the league realizes how good Svetch is? I think the league realizes how good Svetch is. I think they've known it for a couple of years, too.
1: I think every team knows how good he is. Chrissy
0: Novak, and this kind of sums up a lot of questions about this guy. When does number 52, also known as Pyotr Kochetkov, stay up as a permanent big club player? It's a really good question right now. Uh, I think that the way he's playing, he wants to make this very difficult for the Carolina Hurricanes to send him back to Chicago in the AHL.
1: So far, so good. <laughs>
0: but yeah so so far, so good, but I, I think that the plan all along is to you want him to really play a lot of games. you want him I think that's what the idea was in Chicago this year. He was going to be the man. Let's see how he he handles playing 40 45, however many games, and then where it goes it goes uh i I don't I don't have an answer to this question yet. Because the eye test and watching everything is telling you, he's ready to play in the NHL now. You know? Yeah. I mean, he's shown that. But you have two very good NHL goaltenders to, at times, great goaltenders. Guys who can win you games and won the Jennings Trophy last year as the two goaltenders who allowed the fewest goals combined in the NHL in Frederick Anderson and, and in Antti Ranta.
1: So, I mean, there's two good there's two got good guys in front of them. Such a tough. I mean, it's a great question. It is a tough question because we don't have that crystal ball to see into the future. You don't know with this injury to Freddie Anderson, what's going on. You know, you want to play the youngster. You don't want to play him too much. You don't want to put him in tough situations, but you do because you want him to grow. Yes. It's but you also the biggest thing to me is and I think this goes with any decision, you never want to skip a step in development. And playing a 65, 70-game workload in Chicago is important to this young man's career. But some might say, well, it's better. He'd play 40 games here and be just as good. True. But when you're running an organization and you believe in something, you don't just jump off the ledge after a few good
0: games. Right. Right. You can't make
1: the... The knee-jerk reaction of like he's in, let's make a trade, he's going. Yep. You got to be patient.
0: And that your response there answers a lot of questions that have been sent in about oh. uh, that. Uh, although, as the world burns, does Piotr have any other teammates besides Fetch that he is tight with? Uh, I think I think everybody gets along with him. Like that's the thing right now. But when you say like tight with him, I think that there's still a little bit of a language barrier. But everybody talks to him. Like when we're on yeah, the road and you see it, it, even Rod yeah. says it's such a joy oh, yeah. to be around. I mean, so when you say you know tight with, I, I mean, he's going to he's going to hang out with
1: Andre because that the language, there. Yeah. the natural, but, the communication comes in huge for those guys and where they're from. I mean, he's no different than Finns and yeah.
0: He's got such a good personality, Shane. It, everybody is, everybody likes him. That said, he does have this for us. If you like it, you can take oh, it. If you don't, send it right back. Svech and Natchez both scored 25 or more and set personal bests for points this year. Taking it. Take it. Oh,
1: that was almost too easy.
0: I know. I mean, Svetch had 30 last year. I think he goes above 30. Taking it. And I I Marty Nates great start. Yeah. I don't see I don't see this getting cold. Dell Belvin had a lot of questions for us. You ready? Sure. Could we be seeing a repeat of the Mirazik, Reimer, and Ned situation from two seasons ago? Remember they carried three goalies? But that was a different year and there was covid too. Yeah. So no, I no. don't think you know you're not going to see you're not going to see three goalies here. No. How would you rate the three goalies? I'd good. Give, I'd give them all <laughs> I go I you're wrong.
1: Very good. Very good. Very good even good. I'm going to say this about Ronta Claus as we approach the holidays. Been very good in the two losses oh in my. Colorado and Florida. Great play by Auntie Ronta.
0: How many times does one goalie get a 40 save shutout and you say the guy on the other end of the rink was better than him? And that's what happened in Florida. Tough pill. That was honest, honest to goodness truth. Do you think that Drury sticks with the Canes the rest of the season? This is a tough one. I'm going to say...
1: I'm going to say no because the yeah. guy's coming back off injury. Yeah, you get into numbers, issues, all that stuff.
0: Yeah, when, when Tavo Teravainen comes back, if any I mean, of the forwards come back, you've got to make room for him. Correct. So it's a possibility, but I'm going to go with no. Uh, and then He'll the be forwards, here a while. Fourth question has already been answered. Do you think Max LeJoie sticks on the third pairing? Uh, he's already been sent Too to easy. return to Chicago. Yeah, that's <laughs> we like the layup questions for that one. So we it's appreciate guys you in the world. Nope, that's what we do <laughs> and when we get them. Also, he had a follow up. Are the New Jersey Devils legit? I gotta say, yeah.
1: Ten in a row, you gotta say yes.
0: I mean, we well, hang on. We've seen teams get hot before. And not, not hang in. But I just think that there is a lot of talent with that team right now.
1: There really is. And, like, scary talent that you can't hold. And right now, as a head coach, you don't pull back the range. You're just letting them oh, go.
0: And Lindy Ruff knows how to coach. Correct. So it's not like you're you've got them to go run and gun a
1: little bit. You're going to have to tighten up a little bit, but you got to manage when you do that.
0: But there is, you know, Vitek, Vanacek, I'm not expecting this the rest of the year. When you say legit, yeah, I, I don't think they're going anywhere. I think they're a playoff team. There's still a long way to go. But do I think they're a Stanley Cup contender? No. I, I think that this is a team that wants to get into the playoffs, and we'll see where they are then. But yeah. uh, as far as legit, meaning are they just going to fall off the, the face of the earth? No, I think they're going to be here the whole year. They're going to be around.
1: They're going to be in a fight. Are they
0: going to win the Stanley Cup? No. No. Uh, Howie Handorf wants to know, rank the five sweaters the Canes are wearing this season. The black primary, the red 25th, road whites, the uh, red – the The reverse retro red, the Whalers. In the Stadium Series, I know you've seen them. We haven't seen the Stadium Series jerseys yet. I wish I had. I, would I wish to- I had.
1: I would have shown you all over the podcast already. I would have held it up to my microphone. Yeah, it's the video portion of the podcast. Yes, as a and matter of fact,
0: it? it's on my Twitter feed. On the on the video portion of this podcast, on Shane's Twitter feed, the background is uh, the we, Stadium Series jersey. They've kept that one under wraps. No idea. I I haven't even seen the Whalers one yet this year. Have you?
1: Um, no, oh, I think it's green again.
0: I think. I haven't seen it, though.
1: We haven't done the white yet.
0: Yeah, we have. There is no white. Oh, the Whalers yes, white. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about, like, the Canes white jersey. No. Like, oh, the Whalers, the Whalers white? Whalers white. No, and we haven't done the Whalers blue either. Blue. But, I mean.
1: I think they stick with green or white because yeah. they have helmets and gloves to go with <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, So, Howie, incomplete. We can't rank them, but, yes, five stars, best friends for life. We appreciate that. So, I'll oh, go for good. the
1: anniversary jersey yes. just
0: because I was able to wear it. And there you go. And it, it does look good, and the numbers are good, too. Uh, this one from Josh. Mike, just want to tell you what a great job you've done as the voice of the franchise and how far you've come since the bubble. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, does Andre finish in the top three for the Rocket Richard? Ooh. How many goals?
1: Oh, Ooh. Ooh this is a good one. This one's and thank, tough.
0: thank you for saying that, Josh. I do greatly appreciate it.
1: I want to say I want him to. Oh. <sighs> top 3
0: Oh. I'm going to say just outside.
1: That's what I was thinking. Top 5.
0: Top 5. Yeah. Top 5 take top 3.
1: And that's Ugh. not it. Oh. Cuz I
0: think McDavid's not going to stop right now.
1: There's there's no stopping him. No. I mean, Pasta. He here's 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 a caveat. If the power play gets red hot, he's got a better shot. And he's the trigger man on that side, just blowing shots in.
0: He is, but, you know, Sebastian Ajo's is going to get his share. Natchez is going to get his share on the
1: other side if the power
0: play gets hot. But that's what I'm saying. And Brett
1: Burns is going to get his. To get in the top three, the power play has to be clipping where he picks up a few more goals on it. So top five. Top five. Is
0: that a good concession? I think that's a good concession. That means he's over 40. I think we're good with that. Uh, This is from Coach Owen. Any advice on the letdown of realizing that today isn't game day and
1: it's actually tomorrow? Well, I've said the same thing all week. I thought today was Thursday.
0: No, today's Wednesday.
1: I know. I've been telling people I'll see you tomorrow thinking it's Thursday.
0: Nope, yep. Wednesday. Uh, also, where's a good spot to get Chicago Wolves updates and track our prospects? AHL.com. Yep. It's all right there. AHL.com. The old Google machine will take it everything you need to Googs. Today. So it's all set. Uh, Mr. Willis, I think that does it for all of the questions. I heard them. A lot of great ones today. Yep. I know. I just want to make sure that we're all good. A refresh? Yeah, I mean, we get it all Cleared, cleared away right here. Um, let me see here. Um, huge Caniacs want uh, me and Trip on cam, like Paul Allen was for the all of the Vikings game. Nobody wants to see me on camera for that. Trust Why is me. he wearing a sweater vest? Because they were outside. It was in Buffalo. They keep Uh-oh. the door open. Mistake. So, well, it's football. It's what you do, so you can hear that. And oh, the complainiac. Congrats too. By oh, they're the way. actually. That's you know, they're a big win
1: for the Vikings.
0: Yes, it is. Uh, it's very difficult in my household. Just so there.
1: everyone knows, Mike is a Vikings fan. Yes, he's not a Bills fan just because he's from Buffalo.
0: Right, I'm a Vikings fan, but my wife, who is from Buffalo, oh, do you have to sleep in a different room? Is a Bills fan. I was on the road, thankfully, thankfully, because that would have Mike came home, been- his
1: house was destroyed.
0: <laughs> there was storm brew everywhere. Why is the couch in the fire? <laughs>
1: Guess I'm going to Best Buy to get a new television. Where did all of my clothes go? Why is your Storm Brew in the screen?
0: (laughs) Why do we have a
1: new TV? What happened to the cat?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I will say this. Of everything, the cat was the one thing that's safe in the house. Because he loves her and vice versa. This guy? In fact, it was... We didn't get home until 3 in the morning, and I'm like, I need to play the safe because that game is still fresh. Come
1: on. You didn't send a funny gif or anything? Oh, I saw, oh there was a lot of talking. My <laughs> friend actually yeah. my friend
0: actually sent the best because he's a Dolphins fan, and I'm like, why do you want my wife mm-hmm. on your bad side? But then my wife sent, and I, I'll tell you what she sent. I can't tell you on the air, but oh. she sent the perfect reply. Okay, perfect. I'm just going to say it involved Betty White. That's all you need to know. Oh. So, uh, two more and then we're out of here. The Complainiac, biggest surprise of the season so far. Performance, player that did or didn't make the roster, or more interesting to me, an opponent that performed differently than expected. Jersey? Uh, Jersey is the biggest surprise. We kind of covered this earlier. Inside the
1: Canes? I mean, I'm going to say Marty Natchez, but it's not a surprise because I know how talented he is. Maybe a surprise that it was that fast of a start for him, but not... That he's doing this. No. I'm with you. Um, as far as
0: an opponent that performed differently than expected, the Leafs, because I thought the Leafs were going to in that game here. Mm. And this is a compliment to Toronto. They were coming in off of a back-to-back. I thought they were
1: going away. We needed one more. Yeah. We said that on the radio.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought that the Leafs were going to go away in that game. The Canes played a great 30 minutes, and they didn't go away. Maybe and it's they were teetering on the brink of – blowing this thing up yeah and and they showed some backbone and they've been really good since then yeah we're we're way better agree and then we get to the our, finale our fantasy hockey league oh boy how about rollywood canes cast conference stick tap to rollywood right now
1: what's rollywood doing
0: they are leading in our division my friend
1: <laughs> north carolina rollywood are we playing them this week
0: no, we are playing the team that is just in front of us, not your step on stone. Archer for Canes. I told her I'm not helping her with any of the rules this week. She's Shannon Archer?
1: Yeah. But uh, she's beating Kevin.
0: Us. Yeah, yeah, she's beating us right now. It's early. Yeah,
1: congrats to the leaders right now.
0: Yeah, 30, 14, and 8. We often hand out trophies for it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, no, we I, mean, often, I don't know what
1: you're bragging about. We I don't do that around here. I don't know about you, but when do we raise to – We'll the- shut this league down. <laughs> <laughs> when do we raise Stop the banner? making fun of us because we lost a couple? weeks. Oh, I don't
0: care. But I just want to know when do we raise the banner for being in first place after week six, right? Right, because we're all—that's uh, what I came here to don't play for. Don't crack those storm brews too early, Rollywood. Although we've got to, we've got to have a stern talking to to our team.
1: I've sent a few text messages. Okay,
0: I'm—I'm <laughs> not going to say, but there's a few guys I've gone into the locker room uh, on the road and I'm Kick like a Gatorade container. I'm or, like, sorry, biosteel I had a talk. I'm like. You're this close to being put on waivers. Ooh, ouch! And they're looking at me like, "Who the hell are you?" Yeah, I'm the general manager. (laughs) I am the assistant general manager. You are on the Can-Am fantasy team, and you stink. (laughs) We expect all of this every night, Uh, but that's where we're at. Having fun though. Oh, it is a lot of fun. I'm just going to share with our. I I want there to be like this kind of smack talk
1: going on. Yeah, you have to have it. This is the locker room banter. So so enjoy it while you're. Just so, you're we're there, there. Just so everyone knows, Mike sends me a text when he's on the road. He says, hey, we need to set our roster and make a couple moves. I'm like, it's already done. What do you think I do in the morning? Like when I first get up, what do I do?
0: And then I look at everything and I'm like, nah, these are perfect.
1: We're <laughs> yeah. good. I mean, what else do you do at 6 a.m. after you do a workout, right? All I know is I'd sit there and relax for a minute and fix your phone. <laughs>
0: Shane, Shane's in charge of the waiver priorities. I'm in charge of initiating trades. Correct. Like somebody, I'm not going to say who wanted to waive a guy for free, and I'm like, well, let me see if we can get something. I was an, a
1: frustrated general manager. I was ready to dump oh, him. Well,
0: that's why you have to have me in the calming force. Yes, yes, the calming force. You're the the raging yin to my soothing yang. Yes,
1: I was a mad Canadian.
0: It happens rarely.
1: Sorry. Usually, I'm over- sorry. <laughs> Huh.
0: Oh, boy. All right. That'll do it. That's a perfect way to end this. I can't think of we'll anything. We'll see everyone at the Avs game. game tomorrow night. Yeah, we will. Good game. already gone over our... Good game. I stick taps. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: everyone enjoy some good fellowship tonight.
0: I was going to say, you have anything to add? I think you just added it. It's Wednesday. We'll talk to you next week. See everybody. Thank you.